Welcome to the Gorgons and Gods podcast, with all the fun facts about myths from across the world. As always, I'm your host, Eric, and now it's time to dive into the land of the gods. Throughout this first season of the podcast, we will discuss everything about Greek myth, and in today's episode, we will be discussing the king of the gods, the ruler of the sky, the god of lightning, Zeus. A quick disclaimer before we begin. There are some references to sexual assault and rape in this episode. Of course, there is nothing graphic, but if you're not in the right headspace to hear about this, you can skip this episode and tune in next week. Zeus was, of course, the son of the Titan Kronos and the Titan Rhea. Kronos, as was his habit, ate his children as soon as they were born, in order to avoid the prophecy of being overthrown by his children. At the time at which Zeus was born, he'd already eaten five of his children. But Zeus's mother, Rhea, didn't want another one of her babies to be eaten by her husband. So, instead of giving Zeus to her, to her husband Kronos, she wrapped up a rock and gave it to Kronos. Kronos was fooled by the trick and ate the rock. Rhea, meanwhile, ran away with Zeus and hid Zeus on an island to be raised in secret. When Zeus became an adult, he left the island and went to his father Kronos. Zeus became Kronos' servant and his cupbearer. One night, Zeus poisoned Kronos' drink, causing Kronos to vomit up all of Zeus's siblings who had been living undigested within Zeus's within Kronos' stomach. Then, Zeus and his siblings fought a war against Kronos and the other Titans. Finally, after many years of conflict, Zeus killed his father Kronos. This whole war was known as the Titanomachy. If you want to learn more about the Titanomachy, you may listen to my episode number two. During the war of the Titanomachy and the Genotomachy, which followed the Titanomachy, Zeus used a thunderbolt crafted by the Cyclopeans. This is why he is often associated with the symbol of lightning and thunder. After the Olympian gods defeated the Titans, the three brothers, Poseidon, Zeus, and Hades, drew lots to divide up the world. Hades drew the lot of the rule of the underworld. Poseidon drew the sea, and Zeus became king of the skies, lord of the air. It is difficult to talk about a character such as Zeus. He was worshipped for thousands of years across several different cultures, from England all the way to Turkey, Greece, Rome. It, thus, the myths got confused from culture to culture and changed and altered as they were passed down through oral tradition. However, I will do my best in this episode to sum up some of the most prevalent myths about him. After Zeus finished his battles with the Titans, Giants, and Typhon, his mind turned to other matters and he put aside his weapons of violence. Mostly he put them aside, not entirely. Zeus began to pursue Hera, hoping to marry her. Now, I realize that Hera was Zeus's sister, but incest was quite common among the Greek pantheon. Finally, Hera became fed up with Zeus pursuing her and told him that she would only agree to marry him if he could get her to admit that she loved him. Zeus agreed to this challenge. A few weeks later, an injured cuckoo bird landed on Hera's window ledge, and she took pity on the bird and nursed it back to health. Finally, when it was healed, Hera went down to the forest to release the bird back into the wild, and as she released it, she told it that she loved it. Immediately, the bird transformed into Zeus, and since Hera had technically told Zeus that she loved him, she was honor-bound to marry him by the agreement that they had reached. Zeus and Hera's wedding was said to be such a grand and momentous party that every single god, person, titan, and nymph came to the celebration, all except one. One very lazy nymph stayed behind and stayed in his pond. Hermes was dispatched to question the nymph, 
and Imp said that he would be along shortly, and Hermes grew angry at his laziness and turned him into a turtle as a punishment for his laziness. Zeus was faithful to Hera at first, but after a little while he began to stray. Zeus met the goddess Leto and gave birth to the gods Artemis and Apollo, two of Zeus's illegitimate children. After that, Zeus then had an affair with Sevelini, who gave birth to Dionysus. Zeus, well, she didn't give birth to him. Zeus's leg gave birth to him, but that is a myth for another day. We will discuss Dionysus in his own episode. Zeus was also the father of Hercules, Perseus, and many more Greek heroes, all of them illegitimate. However, these heroes deserve stories and episodes of their own, so I will not talk about them much in this episode. Zeus also gave birth to Athena by birthing her from his skull. Um, and he also had an affair with Europa, in which he turned into a bull in order to seduce Europa. It, the myths are unclear on whether or not Europa consented to this relationship or was taken advantage of by Zeus. Zeus also turned into a swan to seduce Leta. All these affairs angered Hera, but since her husband was literally the king of the universe, she couldn't really do much to harm him. All she did was harm and pursue his children, making their lives miserable. Finally, Hera became fed up with Zeus and all of his cheating. She was angry and hurt, so she decided to organize a revolt. Hera, along with Poseidon, Apollo, and Athena, ambushed Zeus and used special golden chains to tie him down and imprison him. Then, after that, the four of them started a fight about who the new ruler of the universe should be. Each one tried to claim the throne for themselves. While the four revolutionaries were distracted, a nymph named Thetis found Zeus chained up and decided to help free him. Thetis was not strong enough to unchain Zeus, so she went to find the great Hecatonchires. The Hecatonchires were the Hundred-Handed Ones. With their help, the Hundred-Handed Ones and Zeus working together were able to break the chains and free him. Zeus then violently took back his throne from the usurpers. As punishment, Zeus turned Poseidon into a mortal and forced him to build the walls of Troy. Zeus also turned Apollo into a mortal and made him a sheep herder. Then he took Hera and chained her up and suspended her over the great void of chaos, the great abyss from which all things were born. Athena, surprisingly, got off with nothing more than a slap on the wrist. After Apollo and Poseidon had been mortals for many years, Zeus finally gave them back their godhood. However, Hera remained suspended over the pit of chaos for many, many long years. In one myth, Zeus finally, his anger cooled off and he freed Hera. In another myth, Hephaestus, against Zeus's orders, freed Hera from her imprisonment. Whichever you like to go with, eventually Hera was set free and Zeus and the Olympians eventually returned to some state of normalcy. After this great revolution, Zeus decided to form a council. He was still the king of the gods, but the other gods, 12 to be exact, or 11 others, 12 in total, would sit on the council and advise him. These became known as the Twelve Olympians, the greatest gods in all of Greek myth. In ancient Greece, Zeus was revered as a warrior, leader, and judge. Often in Greece, Zeus would be called upon before a trial as the rightful and perfect judge, thus to give wisdom and advice to the current mortal judge. He is sometimes depicted as having a large set of scales, representing the scales of justice. 
When a man entered into a trial by combat, he would pray to Zeus before the fight in hopes of having the great judge to take his side and give him the win. This is why a trial by combat was seen as just because in ancient Greece, it was believed that the winner would be decided by Zeus, the ultimate judge. One of Zeus's main roles in ancient Greece was as the protector of travelers and god of hospitality. In, ancient, in the ancient world, there weren't many hotels or inns. So if you had to travel somewhere and you needed to go over a long distance, you would seek shelter and hospitality from a stranger. You would go to a stranger's house and stay there for the night. And the stranger would feed and clothe you and, and give you a bed for the night. And this was because in ancient myths, Zeus was said to travel around in mortal form, and anyone who didn't give him a bed for the night, he would destroy and kill. So, people were afraid that the stranger they might refuse a bed to could be a god. So everyone was, was given hospitality. It was also said that if you harmed a stranger while he was under your roof, the vengeance and anger of Zeus would be unleashed upon you. It was considered a horrible and taboo act to hurt a stranger who had seeking hospitality from you. Zeus is a difficult topic to discuss, but I hope that in this episode, I have given a brief overview of Zeus and his effects and influence on Greek and Roman culture. Thank you for once again joining me for this week's episode of Gorgons and Gods. I apologize for the long hiatus I took. It's I know it's been over a year since my last episode, but I'm back and will be making more episodes soon. As always, I've been your host, Eric, here with everything you need to know about mythology. Please consider following and sharing with a friend. If you enjoyed what you learned here today, then stick around, because in the next episode, we will be taking a break from the normal discussion of gods and spending some time to talk about the history and mythology of Christmas and other December holidays, and how many of them have roots in pagan holidays dating all the way back to the Greeks and Romans. Thank you.